That's right, all five hours. I don't think they'd let me do anymore, so this is the max McMonagle you can get, and let's roll 877-337-6666 after a little basketball on the fan. How about that? How about that, bro? The Nets with their best win of the season as they ruin, they ruin the night for Durant out in the desert of Phoenix. As they win 116-112, to 112, an excellent played game. Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges make their return to Phoenix a winning one. Played excellent basketball. Had a, was it, a 19-0 run to end the first and start the second. Held on after, obviously, the Phoenix Suns came back for a time, but they shot the ball well. For the first time, Cam Thomas, since coming back from the ankle surgery, kind of looked like himself. The bench played very well. It's Phineas Smith, Royce O'Neal. Those guys, you might not look at the numbers and see anything special, but plus minus. Uh, Phineas Smith, plus 15. Royce O'Neal, plus 19. That's a well-rounded, hard-fought basketball game from the Brooklyn Nets as they went in there and ruined the, the night for the Phoenix Suns and played an excellent game and probably their best win of the season. A Phoenix Suns team that is now 13-11 and 11 underachieving out in the West. Obviously, they've dealt with some injuries first time with their trio altogether. But the Brooklyn Nets with a very nice win. The, Fe- the Suns were coming off a-, a game, obviously, with a lot of intrigue to it against the Golden State Warriors last night is obviously now the suspension, which we will get to. But a big win for the Brooklyn Nets, followed up with a tough loss for the New York Knicks as they lost 117 to 113 at the Jazz to start this road trip, their first loss to an under 500 team. And they were just awful in this game. They made it up. They were down 17 points at one point, I believe in the fourth quarter, rallied back, got it to within a possession late in the game, couldn't make that one last shot, uh, but they just couldn't make shots all night long. I mean, they were just... They were just awful in this game from the from behind the arc, especially where they went nine for thirty nine from three point land. Barrett was terrible for three for sixteen from the field overall. Zero for seven from three point land. Brunson zero for six from behind the arc. The only one who shot the ball well was the Divincenzo, four for nine. They were just the offense was stagnant. Randall was the only one consistently scoring in the game. Uh, you're obviously. Missing Robinson, who's dealing with a, uh, we talked about it the other night, dealing with a ankle injury that's going to cost him eight to ten weeks. You saw more Chris Sims in, you saw more uh, Sims in this game, Chris Sims. You saw more Sims in this game. But, I mean, listen, when you shoot 20, when you shoot 23% from the three-point line and you shoot 68.8% from the free-throw line, in a game against a under 500 Utah Jazz team that are now 8 and 16 and only 7 and 5 at home that is not the kind of start you want to get off to after a good win against the Raptors uh to follow that up 
and start this road trip where you're going to have a bunch of games out west here to start playing like this. And listen, that's what you watch this Nick team. If they don't hit shots, if they can't shoot from the three-point line, they're not going to win these games, right? We know how good they can be defensively. They gave up 117 points to the Jazz, not their best defensive night. 20, uh, you know, but the problem is the three-point line. I mean, you watch it when uh, we, we saw early on in the season, you see it from R.J. Barrett. If R.J. Barrett's going to be a player for this team and, and hit some shots, they are far, far better. And now that you're going to lose the offensive rebounding and the second-chance opportunities with Mitchell Robinson out, one of the best offensive rebounders in the league, you have to hit your shots. And they're going to have to, you know, learn how to play with him. Unfortunately, or unfortunately, they've been used to playing without Mitchell Robinson over the course of his career. But they got into a nice rhythm. He was playing some of the best basketball of his career. And they have to now adjust. And they, listen, they're not going to win games shooting 23% from behind the arc. And the offense was stagnant. The offense wasn't, you know, the, the passing wasn't as crisp as it was uh, against Toronto. And they just didn't shoot the ball well. And a nice comeback ended up falling uh, short where they lose 113 to 117 for, to the Jazz. Again, 10-1 and one now in games uh, against under 500 teams. They've lost to the Celtics. They've lost to the Bucks. They've lost to the Timberwolves. They've lost to some of the best teams in the NBA. They've been able, and that's really what the Knicks are. And if you, you saw the Woj story uh, come out earlier today about the idea that the Knicks are getting a little anxious to make this move. All the draft picks they've able to acquire, all the, the assets they've been able to acquire, and the position they've put themselves in to acquire a superstar to take them past this level. This was a bad night. They couldn't shoot. They didn't play well. They lost to an under 500 team. Prior to this, they were 10-0 against teams under 500. That's who they are. They are the type of team that on most nights, and pretty much every night except for this one, on most nights they're good enough to beat the teams they're better than. That's who they are. They'll shoot well enough. They'll play good defense enough. They'll they'll rebound enough. They'll fight. They'll claw. They're still a Tibbs coach team. That's who they are. Brunson has emerged as a superstar. Randall's played like an all-pro uh, an all-NBA player for the most part after a rough start to the season, and that's who they are. And if Barrett goes out there and plays relatively well as their third player, they can win games against teams that they're capable of winning games against. And very rarely do they have this kind of off night where they lose games to the Utah Jazz. But ultimately, we know the ceiling for this team. It's the same with the Nets. They have a ceiling. It's a nice win. Phoenix is still gathering themselves. They played very well. Cam Thomas has emerged as someone who can score the basketball at an elite level. You all, we all know how good Mikhail Bridges is. Cam Johnson. Claxton actually hit a three. He played well. Dinwiddie played well. Phineas Smith played well. But at the, the, uh, at the same record now, at 13-10 and 10, for both teams, there's a limit. And specifically for the Knicks, who probably, and we hope, uh, you know, have even a higher ceiling necessarily than the Nets, who are a hard-fought team and, and obviously well-coached under Jacques Vaughn. This Nick team is a steady roster of a, a playoff team that consistently should make the playoffs. We expect them to make the playoffs, made it last year, win a round or two, but ultimately there is a level they can't go. And on nights like this when they don't shoot, they'll lose to bad teams. But ultimately... We're waiting, and that is the story, you know, from the, the tweet from Woj earlier today. They are waiting for a superstar, and it's getting a little tiresome. And that's why I talked about it when the idea of, you know, trading for a, a superstar earlier in the season emerged, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the fit. I don't know if, I don't know if he's the guy. 
Uh, you know, I don't care that he won the MVP. I don't care that Embiid, you know, he's not a perfect fit. He's lazy. He's got playoff problems. But my point is eventually you have to make the move that puts you over the top. Eventually you have to make a decision and pick a superstar that's available. Now, I don't know if he's available. I don't know if any of those rumors were true or accurate or how much the Knicks love him or what his willingness is to play in New York, and that's not necessarily the conversation. The conversation is how long do you wait for the perfect fit? How many times, you know, at some point, you know, Brunson's not going to be a superstar forever. Randall is up and down. Now is the time to act. And as you watch this game, you know, it's a little bit of an overreaction, but watching this game and that Woj tweet, you realize what the Knicks are, what they're capable of, and what they need to do to improve and where they are and what they've been building and what they want. If they want to be a championship team, that's what they have to do. 877-337-6666. So we can talk... A little bit of basketball as we had a basketball Wednesday night leading into our Thursday morning. Happy to take your calls on that. But still, we all know it's a it's a Tommy DeVito world we're living in. We're still dealing with it. And you know what? So is he. And for the first time, I'm sure he loves it. I know his father loves it, Big Tom. I'm sure they're all very excited. They love the idea that the, the pregame is getting all played up and they're hanging out in the postgame. And yeah, okay, maybe the agent didn't like the idea that he was he was called Slimy, which was a nickname he never uh, claims to have. But on some level, it's been a lot of fun for the DeVitos, right? And I'm sure the kid's eating it up a little bit. He's had some fun. He's making the most of it, as he should. But if you listen to some of the sound today as they talk to some of the players, I think DeVito has finally had enough of it. I think you can tell now. Now that the certainly our afternoon show is discussing how great he can be and whether or not he is a starting quarterback in this league. And if he can be a backup, is he better than that? What happens if he beats New Orleans? What happens if he beats Philadelphia? What happens if they go on this run? Is he better than Daniel Jones? A Daniel Jones who's the first guy to text him, apparently. A Daniel Jones who he's picking his brain. A Daniel Jones who's been supportive of the young kid, and we figured that as much. But as he continues to play well, as he wins games... The story has to be about the football player and not the chicken cutlet eater. Like, that has to dissipate. And we have to actually watch what this kid's going to do. And this is a huge game for whether or not we actually get a look at what DeVito is and actually consider him. I know we like to have the talk. I know it's fun. I know we want to try and forecast what he can be the second he's available to be forecasted. I, I get it. You win a big game on Monday night, no less, prime time. We've never seen that uh, Daniel Jones. So let's forecast what he can be. This is the game for me. On the road, a tough building, a place that the Giants have almost zero success in against a defensive team that is supposed to be better than they are on paper but do have talented players. On the road, this is a game because let's be honest, and I said this yesterday, and I totally feel this way. We can talk about it all day long. And this is what I would say to someone who's sold on the idea that DeVito's the, uh, a better option than Daniel Jones. Or that DeVito is much better than just a backup. And the hopes are really high for this kid. Here's what I'll ask you. What happens if he goes out there on Sunday as we get closer to the game here on a Thursday morning? What happens if he goes out there and has a miserable day? What happens if he throws three picks... Looks awful, has a bad game, and the Giants lose 24 to 6 and or 20, 20 to 3. What happens? And I'll tell you what happens. It ends. It ends. So it's tough for me to get behind something I know is one game away from ending. That's all it is. 
right? If it continues, it continues. And if he wins this game, I don't think anyone's going to expect him to go into Philadelphia on Christmas Day and necessarily go out there and win that game. That's a, I'll give him that one. We can move past that, then take on the Rams and see how he plays. But this game against a lousy Saint team, an underachieving Saint team, a team that was supposed to win this division by a million games because Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the division and their defense and yada, yada, yada. I was on that train as much as anyone. They've been one of the more underachieving teams for me in the NFL, quite honestly. Not that I thought them to be an NFC powerhouse, but I thought they would easily win this division. They've been one of the more disappointing teams. If he goes into this building and doesn't play like the Tommy DeVito that we've seen over the last three weeks, and it's an it's a it's a bad, ugly game for him, the conversation's over. So this is one of the bigger games, obviously for the season, because if they lose, you can forget the postseason chances, which is only at a 0.4%. I mean, it's less than 1%. This team actually makes the playoffs. And you can kiss it goodbye if they ever lose the game. But this is a huge game for not only them, but for if we are legitimately having the conversation about what DeVito is for this team and whether or not moving forward you can forget drafting a quarterback in the top two rounds. You can you have an answer where you have a competition between a guy under contract who's been successful for you in Daniel Jones, who's won a playoff game for you in Daniel Jones, who you gave a big-time contract to making $40 million a year, and now a young kid who's, if he wins on Sunday has won four games in a row and completely pulled your season out of the fire and everybody's rallied around him and the entire team is loving the chicken cutlet story and the hand gestures and the agent and everything else. And he's become one of the bigger stories in the NFL where, I mean, it's, it's not just a local thing anymore. It's more, it's, it's more connected here, but everyone's talking about this. So if that story continues now, all of a sudden, how does Joe Shane attack this offseason and the quarterback position in a quarterback-heavy draft. So much rides on this game against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. 877-337-6666, and I can't wait to see it. So we'll start with some basketball. Knicks with a tough loss. The, the Nets with their best win of the season going into Phoenix and taking on Kevin Durant and sending him home with a loss, a four-point loss as Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges show back up in Phoenix and win a big game for the Nets, and the Knicks fall short against the Jazz their first time against a team under 500, as well as the football, the Jets. What would a win mean for them and their quarterback situation? Could we see a different starting quarterback and not the one who won AFC Player of the Week next week against Washington on Christmas Eve if the Jets can figure out a way to beat Miami? What a weekend we might have in store. And we'll get to Yamamoto, and we'll get to what this means for the Yankee brand. 877-337-6666. We got plenty of time all the way till 5 a.m. in the warm-up show. McMonagle here with you on our Thursday five-hour midnight ride. We'll be back right after this. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, so we open a little basketball, a little football. Obviously, uh, Taj Gibson as well. I didn't mention that. Um, signing with the Knicks uh, to obviously bolster the toughness of the team after the injury to Mitchell Robinson. 
you know, Tibbs loves him. I mean, just absolutely, absolutely loves him. He's going to keep him in the NBA as long as he can. Uh, so he'll be joining the team. But we all know, well, like, you know, it's, it's a rough loss. They didn't play well. They didn't shoot well. R.J. Barrett had a miserable shooting night. But we know what the Knicks are. Like, we're gonna, they're going to have to figure out the, the Mitchell Robinson injury and, you know, the offensive rebounding where they're the best offensive rebounding team in the league. It helps, it helps with second chances if you're not going to have a good shooting night. So that's, that's, that's a part of they'll have to be more efficient, no doubt. And they'll have to figure out a way to work the basketball around. There are just some games where it looks like they aren't, where iso ball becomes a little bit more. So like on a night like where the rest of the team isn't shooting that well and it seems that, you know, Randall is the only guy who's effective offensively. You see a lot of that, you know, Randall iso ball, which is not where the team's at its best. It's not where the team's at its best. And there are just nights you can tell they're not playing well. They didn't look crisp at all for the most part in this game. They did rally back in the fourth quarter to make it a game after being down as many as 17 points, but ultimately not good enough. Ultimately not good enough. And we know we're poised to just wait and see as we watch, you know. What do Giannis have? 60 points tonight? That's what the Knicks need. That's what the Knicks need. But they've been a team typically who've avoided games like this. They've been a team that's avoided game, losing games to lesser opponents. And they should be a playoff team, and they should be a 4-5 seed. They should be in the playoffs this year, not in the, the playing round. They should be a legitimate playoff team. That's how good they are. But on nights that they don't shoot, they don't have another – they don't have that guy who can take over a game. So if Randall's going to go 0 for 7 from the three-point line and, you know, what was he overall? Three for sixteen, and they don't. And 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 Brunson isn't having one. Is his? He's zero for six. If Brunson and Barrett a combined go zero for thirteen from behind the arc, the Knicks aren't going to win a game. Not now. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And the best win of the year for the Nets as they take down the Phoenix Suns one sixteen to one twelve and stick it right to Kevin Durant. Let's get to the calls. Philip in Freeport. What's up, Phil? Hey, Chris. Thank, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate you got it, buddy. You know, it's so funny. You mentioned uh, Giannis. I mean, did you hear the commotion when it happened at the end of that game? With I'm, seeing, I'm just seeing it now. Him and Halliburton got into it? No. He, he, he broke the franchise record of scoring, and Indiana took the ball in their locker room. They wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> Can you imagine? He went nuts. Giannis, Giannis ran into the locker room. He ran into so that's, the... All right, so yeah, because I just saw it, and I'm seeing it now. Giannis, 64-point night. Turns ugly after parents take game ball. That's... Because he because he broke Milwaukee's all time leading uh, right, right. record. Can you imagine a team how uh, so unclass? I mean, not classy. I mean, why would you take the ball? What what, what do you expect to yeah, do? I mean, with I got to see this. Like, did they do it? No, like specifically, was it just an accident? And then no, because this this was a very very violent game. Right, this right. Was a bad game. Yeah. I mean, this was. Uh, this was a terrible game. It's amazing with all that, you know, commotion going on. He he's caused these ton of points. But to think that, you know, these guys have, you know, uh, lowered themselves to that, you know, Indiana to take the ball. It's amazing. But with with the Knicks though, how about this, Chris? I mean, work with me on this one, okay? Yeah. Listen, okay, we lose uh you know, we lose uh, Mitchell Robinson. Terrible. I mean the, the man is doing fantastic. 
I, I did have. Yeah, he was having his best. He was having his best year of, the, uh, of his I mean, career. He was doing maybe great. Maybe not a, a. You know, they don't really feature him in the offense. No, he's really. he's not an offensive it's player. Barrett, at all, it's but, you know Brunson and it's uh, Randall. Okay. But he I defends mean, the rim, and he's the, he's the yeah, he's the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. And you said it; you just said it as I was listening to. You. He gives them second chances, third chances, like yeah. like Rodman did. Okay, but I mean, Chris, I mean, and work with me, please. Let's talk about this. He, you have the all-time leading three-point scorer on your bench with Fournier. How how bad could he possibly yeah, pretty bad. be as a defender? No, he's but, bad. But Chris, is this is really is this? Am I like T- am I lost on this one? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah, yeah, he 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 doesn't have a role on this team. He the, why, this team Chris, this team why? took I, for whatever reason he's a terrible defender. He does nothing mm-hmm. but shoot. It just it wasn't a fit for him. The this the second he was taken out of the rotation last year was when the team started to play its best basketball. Interesting. Like that's that's just it's it's not a fit. And you he, don't think if he came in now, you know, this last game we were searching no. for reason. Uh, no. Well, because I mean, the other he has no he hasn't played a game in forever. I understand a shooter. Sho- I, I understand a shooter shoots. I get that, and you can right. you know. I mean, they get if streaky. You, they get very streaky. Right, and I get that. I and mean, I'm I'm not saying he doesn't shoot the basketball at all during practice, or he hasn't taken a shot. He hasn't he hasn't been in game action. Like he's he's not a player for them. It's over. So I mean, no, that's not a, that's really not an option. That's not an option. Terrence in Brooklyn. What's up, Terrence? Yeah, Chris, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, listen, uh, tough loss with the Knicks. Um, hearing all the time that the Knicks need a quote-unquote superstar. Yes. Who is that superstar? I don't know. That's why I, I don't know. There was some, obviously, Embiid. Uh, the hopes of Giannis kind of dashed when they got Dame. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but... We all know they're not going to win until they get one. Well, well, like I said, um, you know, I mean, I guess they're going to wait for Embiid, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis is Giannis is done, and uh, well, I don't know if Giannis I is done that... necessarily, but it took a hit with with Lillard. I know uh, he could ask for it out at any moment. This thing could fall apart. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he's young enough where it's still an op. It's not impossible, but it's it's highly unlikely once they got Dame. And now I don't know. I don't know where they go. Well, well, they well they're going to need size, given the fact that Robinson is out. So uh, I, I was thinking, I'm just throwing this name out there, uh, Siakam of Toronto. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if that does it either. I mean, obviously, you know, Spider Mitchell in, in in Cleveland. That that's a thought that that still could happen, even if it didn't. Ha- even though it didn't happen last year. Like that—that's a name that emerges. Siakam's a, a a nice player. I don't think he takes them. I don't think he would take them over the where over the line to where we're talking about winning championships. I don't think so. I don't think so. But again, you know, listen, they don't have you know. Right now, we're not focused on that exactly. I just mentioned, I saw a Woj tweet. Maybe I apologize. I thought that was from today. It might not have been because I went back to try and find it, and I can't. Someone might have reposted it. I thought it was from today. Maybe it's part of the, the Taj Gibson story, but, you know, that they're frustrated and they're waiting uh, to do something soon before this offseason to try and make that move. You could, You might be able to see it at the trade deadline. Who knows? But, like, this team just needs to come together to make sure they're in a position where it'll matter. And I think they will. It's one game. They've lost 
Uh, they've played 11 games of teams under 500, and they're 10-1. and one. Like, this is a, 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 a bad game, a bad way to start the road trip. You don't like, you know, they've lost now three out of the last four, but those are pretty good teams. They beat Toronto. They lost to the Bucs. They lost to the Celtics, who have their number. Like, they've just, this year at least, this was the one bad night where they just really were off kilter from the second quarter on. You know, the, the first quarter ends, they're up 31-22, and then 19-30 to in the second quarter. And it got all the way down to 17 points before they rallied in the fourth and made it a game, to be fair. So the, the fight is there. The hustle is there. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think Tibbs is a coach that has his limits. But with this group and this team, I do think right now he gets the most out of them on a nightly basis for the most part. But 13-10 and 10 is not what we hope for. We were hoping for a little bit of a better start from this Nick team than 13-10 and 10, with the same record as the Nets. Now, I understand because of the in-game, the in-season tournament that who cares about, they were forced to play some better teams. They had to play Milwaukee more. They had to play Boston more. But, you know, you are allowed to win those games. You are allowed to win them. And you can't shoot the way. And, and you know, Barrett has had a – to start the year, Barrett was on fire shooting. He's cooled off and to the point where he was 0 for 7 last night. Matt Long Island, what's up, Matt? Hey, Chris, I just want to talk Giants, but I want to make a yes. point. Listen, tough loss. You need superstars in the NBA. All the best teams have one. Denver, Boston, no, of course. Philly. It's, it's a superstar-driven league, and mm-hmm. that's for a later date, not now. But anyway, I just want to get in the Giants. Listen, you nailed in the head. We don't know yet. This game can't – the Saints, I look at the team, the Saints, I want to get in that. Underperform. You got, you're paying Derek Carr $37 million. Uh, But the Saints, they, they're great defensively. I'm not worried about offensively. And it's not going to be easy in this loud environment for DeVito to go down no, there. No, that's, that's not they, an easy place for a rookie quarterback to go play. And, yeah, the Eagles on Christmas Day, the Lincoln's not going to it. But, listen, no. the Saints, I worry about two things. Taysom Hill, who can easily kill the Giants with his legs throwing the ball receiving, because I know he's the type of player. He did that last time, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Kamara, who's speedy out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, they Saints, mix him in there. I'm more worried about he, he's really a red, red zone threat. Uh, that's when when they get inside the red zone. That's when Taysom Hill is dangerous. Taysom Hill or Kamara, you mean? Taysom Hill. Oh yeah, but yeah, I know. No, but Kamara. Listen, listen I, yeah, I, no. I, I, the the run game scares you, but I, again, I, I'm not too worried about it. I think Carr stinks. I really do. I'm not so worried about the uh, yeah. the offense I, so much. I don't think they'll give up hard, more than. Though. No, I don't think. I he, I mean, in between the twenties. In between the 20s, he can move the football a little bit, but Alave's a little yeah. banged up. They're at, they don't even know if Alave's going to play in this game right now. Uh, I'm not so He'll worried about the uh, – He probably will, but, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. so worried about the offense. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going to make my phone. They're going yeah, to give I'm... up like, – I would be surprised they give up more than 23 points, 24 points. Like, that's the max that I think the Giants this, – that this Giant team will give up to them. The question is, yeah, can the offense I'm... can the offense score that amount of points? I know they did it this week, I mean, you know, against Green Bay – can they do it again? Can yeah, they score 24 points that. again? I'm more worried about the defensive side. The Saints, their defense good. Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthews didn't get pressure on DeVito. Right. So the Saints, they got, a good, they got a good defense like the Giants, too. And this is like, next two games are going to be playoff atmosphere game. And I want to see, maybe go out early. Maybe take the ball first. Get out to the early start, because you can't fall behind on these teams. So maybe we could see a little run pass, trickery, but... Early yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I I, I think if you um, win, I think if you maybe win, the, maybe I hear what you're saying. I mean, I hear what you, I hear what you're yeah. saying. I hear what you're saying. I, there's nothing wrong with trying to get out to an early lead. I just think what's the best what's the best unit for the Giants? Their offense or their defense? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's too much because the rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to put experience. I want to put I want to put their best unit on the field and then get the ball in the second half and avoid the possibility of the Tom Brady score at the end of the first half, get the ball right back. Like that's yeah, I just that's think what I don't want to. 
Yeah, I just probably think, well, yeah, because you don't want to fall behind. Like, especially the, I know the Eagles two weeks, but like, I mean, if you fall behind, like the like the playoff game, that's another that's another thing. Not like that's not relevant, but you know, I mean, it's tough to fall behind against good teams and like especially tough place to play. But yeah, you're right. I mean, just uh, your best unit's got to be in the field first, and we'll see. I mean, both teams playoff implications, but oh, no doubt, the Giants can do. Yeah, you see, look, this is for me. This is the and, and again, I think they're not going to ask too much of Devito because if you look at the Saints' defense, right? If you really take a look at it, it's about middle of the pack in total yards, but they are far better against the pass than they are the run. They are averaging 131 yards per game against the rush, and the, the only and the Giants are actually worse, believe it or not, amazingly enough. But they're one, two, three, four, five. They're sixth worst in the NFL against the run. And they're about fifth best against the pass. So I think the game plan, especially in this building with DeVito going on the road, where really you know his best performances obviously have come at home, um, to go on the road in a tough environment, a loud environment, in a yes, a, a game that's very important for the other team as well, and a building that they haven't been successful, and against the defense that can get after the quarterback and is much better against the pass, I think this is a game where they lean very heavy on Saquon Barkley. This is going to be a game that the kid needs to manage. Like again, the the two zeros that he gave you against the Green Bay Packers are the two zeros I would love to see this week. Zero picks, zero sacks. I I don't care about how many passing yards. I don't care about how many touchdown passes. I mean, listen, if he if he throws for three hundred yards and three touchdown passes, I'll care. But they don't need that to win. I really don't think so. I don't think they need that to win. They might need a final drive, which, again, I would love to see him be able to do that again. I think that's really, for me, the the, the performance against the Green Bay Packers are the two zeros and the game-winning drive. Z- and the great play for the touchdown uh, was, was, was one of those plays where it's special. He, re- he read the defense. He went through his progressions, avoided a sack, on the run through a bullet to the corner of the end zone. It's a special play. It's a great play. But ultimately, I don't even care so much about the touchdown pass. I care zero picks, zero sacks. And then when the game was on the line with a minute and a half and two timeouts, he went down the field and and set up a game-winning last-second field goal. Those are the three components of the game that were the biggest for me for DeVito. So looking at this matchup against the Saints team that I think you can compare reasonably on the same level as the Packers. I mean, Carr is a... For me, uh, for the 20 to 20, he can move the football. He's terrible in the red zone. I've watched a lot of the Saints. I bet they're over. I bet them to win the division. I've watched a lot of the Saints. They're an underachieving football team, and he is miserable. In the, He makes terrible decision after terrible decision in the red zone. He's throwing red zone picks. They are, he, they are a miserable red zone team. You're going to see Taysom Hill get the ball under center a lot in the red zone because they don't trust Carr to make good decisions. So... The love car connection, it's 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 somewhat comparable. Uh, and the defenses are somewhat comparable. And the teams are around this like so if they go in there and lean on Barkley, run the football, keep the the third and short, keep the distance on third down short, allow him to make simple reads, simple plays, don't ask him to do too much. And then if the game is on the line, that's when you really put your faith in him. I want to see what DeVito can do. And I'm open, again, I, I feel like I, I'm not discarding the chance that DeVito is something special. I'm just saying we don't know yet. And my main point is, if this thing blows up on Sunday, that's the end of it. 
That's the end of it. No one will. I'm telling you, we we are going to be done with the DeVito story. The Giants will be out of the playoffs. Wins won't matter anymore. They're going to follow that up with going to Philadelphia on Christmas Day. Like, good luck winning that football game. And it's going to be two losses in a row, most likely. And the story of DeVito ends. So you can't tell me how special it is. And you can't tell me he's better than this one. He's better than that one. When, when it all comes crashing down with one single loss. And that's what will happen. This is a huge game. A huge game for the Giants and a huge game for whether or not DeVito is a serious contender for being the starting quarterback. I think he's proven he's a serious contender for the backup quarterback. But if you want to sell me on this pipe dream, as so many have, as my man Evan Roberts and Sean Marash have done all day. I was listening to them today. I cannot believe I love you, Evan, but I cannot believe how much we love Tommy DeVito a couple of games in. I'm open to the idea that they may be right, but they don't know. You don't. And it comes crashing down if they lose this game to a team that is an absolute, this is a winnable football game. It's not an easy football game. It's not a game they're going to be expected to win. What are they? They opened up again as a six-point dog. At least it's not in their building. But the game opened up as, a, I think, six points. Let me check real quick on where it is at the moment. The Giants are currently a six-point underdog on the road to New Orleans. So this is a game that the Vegas expects them to lose by a touchdown. But this is a winnable game going into a building that's been very tough and is very tough on rookie quarterbacks. You know, I mean, it gets loud in there, and it is tough to play. So I'm all open for him to go out there and play a great game and continue this story, but we all know it ends if he doesn't. Santiago and Kearney. What's up, Santiago? Hi, Chris. Thank you for taking my Oh, call. thank you um, for making it, buddy. I don't understand, Chris. Can you help me out with this? Uh, how many quarterbacks were drafted in this uh, with the Jets and the Giants that made it, besides Eli Money, that were able to be a winning why can't he just kid just play? He had to prove to everybody that he belongs. I, I like, agree I mean, with you. I agree with you. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like I get it. If, 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 in this area, it's so hard to play any any sports because you have to prove not only to the team that you play, you have to prove to the fans who want to yeah. enjoy. And I don't. I mean, come on, like give the kid a chance. You don't have to be drafted. You have to be a oh, pro no. that you have to want it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, listen, that just adds to the story, and that's what I'm talking about. The story's ending, right? The story's ending one way or another. If he goes out there and plays great in this game, you're right. The, it, the, the where he's drafted or not drafted or where he came from, it's been a fun story. Whether he lives at his, his mother's house, whether he eats his mother's cooking, whether she does his laundry, all the whether he's Italian or not, all those storylines start to fade as the football player emerges. Like, that's what I've been yeah, – like, so I agree with you. It doesn't matter. We're past that. I don't care that he's undrafted. He's the quarterback of the New York Giants right now. He's been winning football games. I, I don't care oh, about yeah. that necessarily. What I care about is, like, I, I agree with you. I rallied – I railed about this yesterday. I'm, I don't want to have to have the decision or, or conversation about what he is moving forward. That will take care of itself. Let's just enjoy this. But I'm Let just – But if they like, lose this game, we're result. done. We're done and, you know, we're done really thinking about him. Well, let me ask you something. Zach Wilson and, yeah. and, uh, and Jones, we have three years waiting for these guys to, oh, let Correct. me see, well, 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 come on. That's like, the, well, that's the difference. This kid just played, played four games and everybody's attacking. Oh, he can't play. He, if we don't know yet, we don't know. Well, well let it be. Like, if he's not, 
fine. If yeah, he, but that, that's the fine. one. That's the, but that's the one thing between being drafted at the top and being undrafted. You don't get the same rope. You don't get the same opportunity. The team didn't invest wow. as much in you. That's how it works. That's how it works. Man. That's the reason why. That's the reason why this town, this area. Is, no, it's is that's everywhere. That's everywhere. That has nothing no, to do no, with New York. Not, that's no, everywhere. No, no. I think. No, it's not. It's they, everywhere. They, Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew won games for Jacksonville. They got rid of him. Like there have yeah, been. If you look at the 49ers, they drafted like three quarterbacks, and the 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 the, the 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 GM and the and the coach said, "No, no, we 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 can't roll with." He you. didn't lose so a game. Did. You're you're right. You you're right, Brock Purdy. If 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 Devito years? if Devito doesn't lose a game and takes them to the NFC Championship game like Brock Purdy did, yeah, that's the that's a different thing. I'm talking Let about not having that. Brock Purdy was Brock I Purdy hope. was great. Brock Purdy never failed. Yeah, but I hope he makes it. I hope Tom Brady never it. failed. Tom Brady stepped right in and took the team to a Super Bowl. Listen, I hope DeVito wins this three games, so uh, three games out of the four. Yeah. And I hope that he don't sign back with the Giants. I hope he goes somewhere else because that's what we deserve as fans. Oh, that's if silly. I was to, if I that's silly. What are you talking about? Why? What are you talking about? Why would you you this, make it you make this, it sound you make it sound like they've been the fan base has embraced this kid. They, nah, oh, not really. Oh, not yes, really. of course we have. Of course we have. Everybody really. loves the kid. We've embraced them like crazy. The team has embraced them. The fan base has embraced them. So much like, yeah, we're having the conversation about whether or not he's the future, which obviously sparks two sides of a conversation. But he's played three games, and we're having the conversation about him being better than Daniel Jones. What do you want from the I, fan base? The fan base has embraced be, this kid. Let me tell you something. He's going he, to win this, this week. Let me tell you, the Saints, they don't have no, they, they can't score for nothing. And I bet you the, the Giants score at least two touchdowns well, in a three-point. Uh, okay. I, I bet you that. All right. I uh, listen, I think they have a good. I think they have a chance to win the game. I think your read on whether and who's being fair or unfair, who's being unfair to this kid. I think, I think, I think uh, uh, 57% of the people that call the fan, and I listen to the fan all day. We're not ready to they crown can, him, but we're they, enjoying it, well, and we love not, him, and we hope we hope that he wears the crown. But let's be honest: if he loses this game and then loses to Philadelphia, I'm not saying get rid of him. I still probably want him on the roster next year. He might be the backup, but the idea of him being this next great player takes a hit. Like it's just there's no other nah, way to nah, put nah, it. Now nah. nah, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we don't need to crown him. We just need to let him play and don't demand. So much as a fan base. Oh, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, let him play. We didn't have no. Ha- yeah, but we they they have Daniel Jones next year, who they paid money to. He has to well, outperform. No, 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 no. He has to outperform Daniel Jones to be the quarterback next year. Let it be. I'm talking about this year. Daniel yeah, Jones well, I don't think any. I mean, when, when I say the story is done, I don't necessarily mean he's not going to play. If they lose to the Saints, I'm not saying they're going to bench him. What I'm saying is this magical ride of DeVito going to be the next great player for the New York Giants, and he's going to be the Brock Purdy, as you mentioned, or the coach is getting questions about Tom Brady because of him. Like that end of it, the high, high hopes of what he's going to be comes crashing down with one loss, which. It's which my point is that it's not that real if it only comes crashing down with one loss. I agree with you. Let's not crown him as that. Let's not talk about him as Brock Purdy or talk about him as uh, Tom Brady. Let's just let him play and see what happens. That's what I want to do. That's that's all I want to do. That's all you want. That's all you want because in reality, it's about sports. Is about who wants it. You you can you you, you, supposedly you're not drafted, but you want to be good. 
Of course. You might be good. That's it. That's all there is. Yeah, I know, like but you, there's just inherent. Yeah, but uh, and and Tom Brady picked up the ball and ran with it. Brock Purdy ran with it. Gardner Minshew was okay, pretty pretty damn good. If Gardner Minshew was was the top pick like Lawrence was for the Jaguars, he might still be the quarterback, but he wasn't. So you don't get as long you don't get as long a look. That's just the nature of things. They don't in they didn't invest in you enough. Becoming the second overall pick, you invested that that's worth money. That's worth that's worth like your the lifeblood of your team of those picks. So you don't well, want to wait you don't want to waste those picks. So Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson were were a non-drafted invitee, the way the way that Tommy DeVito is, Zach Wilson would have played three games for this team and never been heard from again. But because he's the, the second overall pick. The 40, but then the 49ers drafted a number one pick the other day and they just let him go in two, one year? It was, I think, two years. He got hurt one year, and then they traded him this offseason because Brock Purdy emerged. Yep. Yeah, for nothing they traded him. Why? Because Correct. they don't they, – they just want Because to they went to the NFC to Championship game with Brock Purdy. You're dismissing that. You're dismissing the fact that he never struggled. And if, and, if, and if DeVito doesn't ever struggle and does nothing but win and beats the Eagles twice, then, yeah, then we're all on the same page. Then he's the next Brock Purdy, or at least we're open to that. I'm talking about if he loses the next two games. Brock Purdy never lost. Tom Brady never lost. That's it's a major difference, Santiago. You're not picking up on it. Yes, the 49ers made the decision that he was better than Trey Lance and moved on for uh, from him and traded Trey Lance for practically nothing after not only drafting him but trading up to draft him, a hundred percent. But Brock Purdy came in and played great and won. And if he didn't get hurt in the NFC Championship game, he might have been playing for a Super Bowl. That's not the same as losing to the Saints after beating the Green Bay Packers and having a nice little game. Now, he's got a much better team. He's got a lot more weapons. He's got two Hall of Fame caliber players on his team. McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are both world-class athletes and world-class players and on trajectory to be a Hall of Famers. Plus, he's got an unbelievable defense and, a, and one of the best left tackles and offensive lines in the sport. He's in a perfect situation. And for what they needed and for the way that offensive that offense works and the way Brock Purdy played, he was able to keep his job and warrant them to get rid of that top quarterback they drafted. I get it. But you can't he never faltered. That's what I'm saying when you falter as a non-drafted free agent you don't get the same chances as faltering as a second or first overall pick. They get more opportunities for the most part. For the most part. We've seen some guys, some coach, if, you, if they have better opportunities, right? Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was like the 10th overall pick with the Cardinals. He had a miserable year. Wilkins, the head coach, had a miserable year. They fired him. They brought in Kingsbury. They had the number one pick. They went with another quarterback. But those situations are very few and far between. If you're drafted in the first round, you are given more of an opportunity. Zach Wilson has been afforded more of an opportunity because he's the second overall pick. If he, was, if he wasn't drafted, he'd be gone. Like, there's no arguing that. And I don't know why, and if you think they should get the same level of, 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 of try and, and, you know, rope, you're wrong. That's just not going to happen. And if you use Brock Purdy as an example, it's a poor one. He never faltered. He immediately stepped in and gave the team a better chance to win and won. 
And that's the other thing. Trey Lance did nothing, and it wasn't working, and he was injured already. And they could tell it was never going to work. They get, The difference, Trey Lance never signed a contract, was really never even their starting quarterback. Daniel Jones got a contract. Daniel Jones is making $40 million this year and next year. That's not Trey Lance. He, he won nine games and a playoff game last year. The Giants are in a different position. They have a quarterback that they've shown immense faith in. It's waiting in the wings, recovering from surgery. This kid's got to do a lot to overcome that. It's not just beat the Green Bay Packers and that's enough. Now we just give him a try. Hey, and if it's a year or something, we give him a try. No. He gets this Saint game. And if he wins, he gets the Eagle game. That's how it works. 877-337-6666. See your calls. We'll get to them. How important is this win for Tommy DeVito and the Giants? And for the Yankees, which we'll get to soon here uh, over the course of our five-hour ride. Yamamoto, the Dodgers brought the full-court press to their meeting. Never before, never before has this particular feel of the Yankees been questioned the way it's going to be questioned in the Yamamoto signing. Who are they? What are the pinstripes? I don't know if it's ever been questioned like this before. The Mets, same thing. The Mets and Yankees, now with the Dodgers in a full-court press, to sign Yamamoto, have questions to answer about legacy, about money, about who they are. I think it's fascinating where Yamamoto goes. 877-337-6666. The Jets as well, as we get to it over the course of our show. What does this win mean for the Jets? If they can go out there and beat a Miami team that blew a 14-point lead in under three minutes to the lousy Tennessee Titans at home, if Hill is banged up and not quite the same player, Tua Tungavailoa looks nothing like the MVP that he has for most of the season. And now with the reigning AFC Offensive Player of the Week, if they win that game, a certain target date is now on the table. Is there a new quarterback for the Jets come Washington on December 24th? 877-337-6666. All those questions and more. Actually, I'm told we have time for one more question. Uh, Art in Cedar Grove. What's up, Art? Hey, what's up, Bob? How what's up, doing? buddy? How are you? So, I, I understand your point of view as far as, like, giving the kid a shot and everything, right? But, for example, you have a coworker, and he's a better co-host or announcer than you. Mm-hmm. And management seeing that he's doing better. Yep. I understand that he has to win the next game, but wouldn't you go with the better? The better yeah, but who's, who's saying he's better? Like I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yes, if they say if they say he's a hundred percent better, what what makes you think the Giants think Devito's better than the guy who led them to the playoffs, who they gave forty million dollars to? Do you think they'd be ready to pony up forty million dollars to keep? Um, oh, I, but I agree with you as far as he has to win the next three four games for that to be the case, right? So I, uh, I, I think no matter what he does, best case scenario for DeVito, it's an open competition. But as far as, like, the, the consensus point of view, uh, uh, like, throughout the day, uh, you know, 98.7, you guys as well, is that even if he does, you know, do well and pull the a, pull a, uh, 
uh, Daniel Jones and wins one playoff game and then they lose the next game, that they're going to go with uh, Daniel Jones next year, regardless. Um. It's not fair. Yeah. Oh no. I, yeah. I don't. Well, listen. There's always there's always been a rule. There's always been a rule that you don't lose your job to injury. So I don't know what's fair or not. I mean, um, that's not true. That is not true at all in sports. Well, none of I can give you examples on all. None of it's true. Jeff Hostetler almost didn't get his job after winning the Super Bowl when Phil Simms was healthy. So there's always examples of one way or yeah. the other of it not being true or true. My point is, what's fair? Is it fair to Daniel Jones? He lost his job because of injury. Is it fair to DeVito if he plays great and and loses his job? None of it's fair. It's what it is. It's what the Giants think is best. And and, and so my question, for me, if if he goes through this gauntlet, if he beats Philadelphia twice, which is something Daniel Jones has never done, if if he beats Philadelphia twice, and I know they're not as good as they were last year right now, but they're still, you know, the Eagles. They're still defending NFC champions. If he goes through this gauntlet and he beats the Saints, he beats the Eagles, the Rams, and the Eagles again, and they play a playoff game, and then he wins that playoff game, then I agree with you. It's going to be very hard. I would think it's somewhat of a open competition because I don't think they'll disrespect Daniel Jones, but I think it would be very difficult for the answer of that competition to not be, well, Daniel's still kind of recovering from the injury. We're going to start with Tommy DeVito and see how it goes. And then he would have every opportunity to hang on to that job and never lose it again. But we are so, we are so far, we are so far away from that being the question. We are so far away from that being a plausible possibility. All right. That's all I'm saying. I don't care that he beat Washington. I mean, I don't care. I, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't that impressed with beating Washington. Everybody under center for the Giants over the last 15 years, it feels like, beats Washington. And then he beat the lousy New England Patriots that are so bad, they might move on from the greatest head coach in the history of football. That's how bad they are. He beat them 10-7, and both points came off of turnovers in short field. He won an impressive game Monday night, and he played great. He was the reason they won. He drove them down the field for a game-winning field goal. Now it's on. Now it's on. That For me, this is the game that made it on. Let's see what he does. But I'm not ready to tell you already today that Daniel Jones won't play and shouldn't play and it should be DeVito's team because he won one game against the Packers. Like, let's see him go and play the Saints. And my point is for people who say it's over and it should be his team, if they lose 24-3 to to the Saints, it's over. You're going to back off it. So you can't tell me that we already know the answer when one loss, and I'm telling you this will happen, one loss will knock them out of the playoffs and will probably end the talk of DeVito being the starting quarterback next year. Not, not, not for the rest of this year or not for a chance to be the backup next year, but this high praise, oh, my God, DeVito, he could be the next great thing. It ends with a miserable game in New Orleans. So how, how on firm gr- ground is it really if all it takes is one game to knock it off kilter? 877-337-6666. A lot to get to. McMonagle here with you all the way till 5 o'clock. Update time.